What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of the COTM podcast, Christianity and Wealth. What they have to do with one another, wealth both on a human level and from a spiritual point of view, how we value ourselves, different types of currency, things like that, and kind of just where your mindset needs to be to make sure that you can get the blessings that God has in store for you. So, um, do we want to start off with a little prayer? For sure. (laughs) (laughs) man all right um dear lord thank you for today thank you that uh you just allow us to all come together and talk about you once again um give us the words to share with everybody that listens to this on how to just just be be in your presence more, Lord, because when you do that, your blessings continue to flow nonstop. You have so much more for us, Lord. So show us how to point others in that direction. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think the the first thing that you should talk about when you're talking about um, being a Christian and trying to have enough money to sustain yourself and wanting to bless others with that money and not always having to worry is you got to talk about Matthew 6 Um, and it it just goes for like 33 yeah Matthew chapter 6 it goes for like 33 verses about why you shouldn't worry Um, at the end of it In verse 31, it says, so don't worry about these things. What will you eat or what will you drink? The two the two most basic things you need as a human being. God is telling you, don't worry about. That directly relates to money because you need to survive. People think, you know, not people think we all know that we need to survive with money. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah things you buy to survive is food and water that's the first thing and i guess the third thing would be clothing god's telling us not to worry about it and i don't think us as christians are promoting that enough especially in today's today's day and age Everybody's so worried about getting this, that, and the other because they need to sustain sustain themselves, and and they're, they I think they go beyond their means, and that's where the struggle comes. But at the end of the day, there's things that we shouldn't be worried about. Christianity and wealth. Uh, I've heard so many ideas of you know people in the church um, interviews. I think a lot of people think that just because I don't know where this came from, I don't agree with it at all. And no disrespect to the people that do, but who, who, whoever said that just because you're a Christian and you're living right, you can't be wealthy? I don't, I don't get that. I think a lot of us, and I've seen interviews, you look at people like, you know, Pastor T.D. Jakes, who was very successful, um, Joel Osteen, people like that, yeah. and people fire at him. Yeah. Because oh, you're a pastor, and you know what are you doing? Why? Why, why can't you? Why? He's 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 a regular person just like us. 
just because he puts out books and God is using those people in different ways and they're just wealthier than you and they're a pastor. There's not a problem with that. Um, this, you know, brings me to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. To me, prosper means, you know, successful, thriving, flourishing, and whatever God puts in your life. Um, but the key words with prosper, you know, I kind of see completeness and not lacking. So, you know, God promises us and tell us, he tells us he wants to give us the desires of our hearts if it aligns with him. And he's put so many gifts and abilities in us to be successful. He did not give us those gifts and abilities just for them to just, you know, be average. No, we use those things to be great and greatness brings success. And success, you know, can bring wealth. So I don't, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I don't know where people, some people get that thought of just because you're a Christian and you're living as a child of God, you can't be wealthy. That makes no sense to me at all. I think uh, we got that spun around. Um, <clears throat> this kind of like goes with what I was, you know, saying as in in the lead, which is that our value is um, just misplaced and naturally. You're going to think that I'm talking about flashy things and I'm talking about always having the newest iPhone or cars or, you know, things like that um, or friends or followers and basing your value on those. And even though that's part of it, um, I think the misplaced value is, you know, it's obviously more that you place the value in the world and what the world tells you you're worth as opposed to in yourself and what God tells you that you're worth. Um, you know, and so the, the blessings and the talents, like you were talking about, Johnny, that God has given us to be successful, these things, you are worth so much that companies, uh, are willing to pay you for your time, right? They're willing to pay you to work and use the talents and gifts that you've been given because tangibly, as a human, the only thing we can really give you is currency. The only thing we can give you is paper money, pat on the back, promotion every year, things like that. That's all we can give you. Obviously, God has way more that he's promised you. But nonetheless, you have those things in you and you let the world dictate what those things are worth as opposed to you dictating what they're worth. And, you know, I kind of see that now in the swing that we're in, you know, where with the internet, um, more people have the option to be an entrepreneur than ever before. If they really want to, it still comes down to the ethic and the habits and behaviors, but more people have the opportunity to do what they really want to do. So if you value what God has given you and what God has blessed you with, and you, you use those for his name, you use those for what he's put into your heart, you're going to get way more in return wealth-wise than any cent or dollar is worth from any company or any day job or any 401k. Mm. And, uh, you know, once we realize that, we'll start to trust ourselves more. Um, but the thing is that the world doesn't want you to believe that the world wants you to believe that you play a smaller role than you really play. God has a plan for you, a plan for you specifically that the company that you work for does not have. 
You're worth more than the company that you work for. That's the problem, though. That's that's the problem, though. People don't know that. You know, so where does your value lie? You know, last night we were going into uh, tithing at church, and, um, you know, the, the girl was on stage, and she had a $20 bill or a $100 bill, whatever it was. She had it in her hand, and... She said, hey, this is my friend, this is AJ, um, and right here next to me, and Pastor Chase was playing the role of life, and uh, life came along and took AJ away from, from the girl, and since her value was based upon that dollar bill that she had in her pocket that she no longer had, in turn, she no longer had value herself, um, so... It turns out that we obviously place more value in things that don't place value in us. Better, better yet, um, so go ahead. Um, no, sorry. But better yet, I just feel like we put our value in what we do, yeah. what we have. When our our value doesn't come from what we do, it comes from who we are. Right. That's, you know, that's simple. And I think, yeah, like you said, um, we place our value in materialist thing, uh, material things. We place our values in our job and what we do when that value actually comes from us within. It's not what we do and what we can produce. My question is, how do you get people to see that the value comes from within? People understand that they don't get the value outside or some people do, some people don't. But some people still, they, well, I didn't get a value in this, so I need to try to get more, and I need to get that next promotion, or I need to get the next car, or I need to get the next that. They don't understand that those aren't giving them the value. So how do we show them the opposite way? The value comes from within inside, and that is what brings you the wealth in what areas of your life? Um, I don't know that there's anything specifically that we can show them, um, be only because... Um, each person has to walk their own way because we've provided examples just like the opposed, the opposition has provided examples right, as well. Right. Therefore, you know what's wrong and what's right. You have to place that own value in your own world based on your own perspective. Okay. Now, now take that, you know, a step further is that once they get that new car or once they get that new promotion or whatever it is that their heart is telling them that they want and need and something is still missing, mm -hmm. that's that tug. That's that yah yeah. That's God saying, hey, um, that's not where the value is at. Right. That's not where it's at. And they feel that emptiness. They just don't know what that emptiness is. Right. And so, you know, all we can continue to do is push our message and say that, you know, that opportunity for a better future is God. Um and believe it and continue to provide examples uh, of it. Um, and, you know, just kind of, we just have to have faith that, you know, eventually God is gonna gonna show them their way. Um, we just, you know, we just have to pray that it's sooner rather than later. Um, we can do our part, we can reach out, we're putting out this episode. Um, you know, we're praying for the people that need it and the rest is in his hands and you know, we obviously believe that uh, that he's gonna, he's definitely gonna do his part, for sure. Um, but kind of just to go back and then tithing because that getting accustomed to that was um, there's kind of been some slaps in the face for me. Um, you know, we've we've started to go back to church. I've started to go back to church for maybe uh, I don't know, maybe the last three 
and a half months, something like that, four months, something like that. And, um, you know, I've felt very good about it and I've been more than like, you know, I can't even handle just like the cup runneth over. I really can't even handle what, uh, what he's put in my life in return. Um, you know, and that sense of tithing, um, he gives you, he gives you faith. He's going to give you a reason eventually if you trust him he's going to give you a reason to feel beyond comfortable giving your finances to him now sometimes sometimes you want to wait until you get proof but let me just remind you that he is not in the business of proving himself and he doesn't even know that to us um so you know when i have started to come around to tithing and trying to get into the habit of doing it. I haven't been able to do it consistently like I want to. Uh, and finances is always something that I've personally struggled with. I definitely have a huge hole in my pocket. Um, but, you know, I've started to come to grips with trying to invest. Even though I feel like I don't have money to give to him, I have to find a way to give him that money um, because he's given me everything that I have. Now, there's been different things that I've contemplated and like, okay, well, if this 20 or this 40 or this 60 is going to come out of this check, then what's going to cover that bill or what's going to do this, right? And so that's kind of the natural thing if your expenses are tight. Um, but what I realize is that there's so many little habits and excessive things that I do where I was spending that $40 like it was nothing, where I was spending that $60 like it was nothing. And so I had the money to blow then without a conscious, yet when it came to giving God that same amount of money, some for some reason I didn't deem him worthy of that. Like I had to even question like investing that same amount of money that you would invest in a, a night out at the club. Like is that even really a question when we think about it? Yet for some reason most people feel uncomfortable like I don't have the money to give. You do have the money to give. Um, you know what you don't have, what you do, you definitely do have to give is your time. Yeah. Your time. Yeah. Absolutely. If you can give your time, that amount of time to a job. Mm hmm but you can't give God 30 minutes of your day. Right. Tithing goes way beyond money. Yes, it says the, the love of, mo of money is the root of all evil, so mm -hmm. that's why you really need to tithe that 10% so you don't slip into that. That's really all it's really for. God doesn't need your money. He has plenty of riches, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's really for us to be disciplined in a way where we're not going to love money and, and we're always going to put God above the money. But one thing you definitely can do, if you really are, pockets are broken, you're struggling to even pay bills and eat, um, I would say tithe your time. Tithe your time. And I'm going to even take that a step further because just recently, maybe even less than a month ago, uh, me and Jamal were going to FCC and, you know, we were walking in and I was having probably my biggest financial difficulty month-wise um, than I have in probably the last two, three years. And um, I knew that there was greater things on the end of it. I already knew, but just going through that trench was still a difficult time. And when we were going to church, we're walking in, and I'm like, man, like I want to tithe so bad, but I don't, 
I, I just don't have it on me. But at the same time, we were the deepest into prayer that we've been. We were the deepest into like starting this this whole season, if you will. Um, and ultimately, it seemed like time-wise, energy-wise, faith-wise, we were giving more of ourselves to God at that particular time than at any other time. And not out of because we felt broken, but just because we needed more support then than at other times. Yeah. And as soon as we got into church and we started going through worship, I don't remember the songs right now, but as soon as worship was over and the girl came on stage to start talking about tithing, the first things that they said was that your heart is enough. And that was, to me, just God's direct reformation. Like, it's okay. I understand that you don't have the tangible money to give me right now but what you've been giving me has been enough and uh i just want to remind you of that and uh man you know it's just literally just small moments like that that are just beyond powerful to the point where i was like no like next time i come to church i'm tithing i have to you know what i'm saying like it was just real and um let's go ahead Uh, honestly i I think it's just when it tithing i think it comes down to faith um, you know, there's been so many times where I don't have no money, and I'm sure people have felt the same, and they give what they can give. Yeah. And God knows good and well he's not going to leave you broke. If you have faith, the word says it. It says it. Give, and it will be given unto you. Yeah. You know, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Right. Pretty much, it, it, this is just crazy. This is how good God is. Give to him, and he's going to give you so much more. Yeah. Like he's literally asking what, uh, 10% or what we can actually give. Yeah. Right? And he's pretty much, I feel like God's pretty much just saying, give a little bit to me and watch what I give you. Yeah. Honestly. Watch what give I do with little, it. G- yeah. Give me a little bit and wa- wa- watch, watch me work. Yeah. It's just faith. That's just the faith. That's just the faith we have. And I felt that blessing so much. I'm giving him something I really don't have. Yeah. He knows good and well what I'm giving. He's going to bless me in a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. I don't know. But that blessing is going to come. It's just the faith we got to have. And I think with timing, it's just we just got to believe that. And if we don't believe and have faith, then, you know, I don't, his works is not going to really come through in our lives. We can't believe or have faith. Mm. Um, it is impossible to please God without faith. Facts. Yeah. yeah um, and we're definitely we're definitely going to talk on, on that for sure. But uh, I don't know. I always got caught up with the numbers thing, with the percentage thing, because I'm like – you know, just like kind of in that moment that I was just sharing, I'm like, okay, well, you know, what's what is ten percent? Because like you trusting him a hundred percent is obviously far beyond ten percent. So yeah. there's no way that he's saying give me ten percent of your faith, um, you know. And so that ten percent has to come from somewhere. Obviously, we've talked about money. Uh, we can talk about time. We can talk about just love and energy that you put into the world, putting his name into the world, putting goodness into the world. And um, he's going to respond with something that you're not even prepared to uh, to contain. And, you know, honestly, we're only speaking from experience. Um, if I wouldn't have felt this in my life, if I wouldn't have seen the returns in my life, uh, I wouldn't be speaking on it like this. And um, I'm speaking on this right now. And let me just go. Let me just 
just to give you guys a direct example, okay? Let's see here. Um, if I, you know, basically if I placed my value as a person, as Rudy, if I placed my value in my pocket, I would be worth $7.11 right now. Now, I don't know that you can find anybody that walks this planet that knows who I am, but I guarantee you that they will tell you that I'm worth more than $7.11. So that's my direct response to saying that your value is definitely not placed in how much money you have in what physical, tangible possessions you have. Your money is, your value is purely, purely dependent on what God has put inside of you. You are able to put a price tag on that if you want to, but if you just return that and reinvest that into what God wants for you and you accept that and submit to that, then watch out. Um, and then let me know when you do that because I want to see what he did um, in your life because I know it's going to be something crazy. Uh, and I don't want any credit for it because we don't deserve any credit for it. That's This is all God's work. But I just want to know what he did. Right. I just want to know what he did. And there's nothing wrong with that. And in turn, I'll let you know what he did in my life in the future. Okay? So we can just kind of agree on that. That's, um... Yeah, Rudy, on that note, I think, and it's it's kind of ridiculous how some people can do that. They put their, they think they're so powerful because they're wealthy and how much money they have or they're rich or what they have. And it's so obvious with it. With, if you haven't read this or listened or looked at interviews or anything, some of these, some of the richest people in the world, they're unfulfilled. They just feel terrible. Yeah. Like they, I mean, like what is that telling you? Right. What is that? Tell, what, what is that telling you? That it's people obviously. aren't content. Exactly, and there's no fulfillment. Yeah. Where's the fulfillment at? I think we can't, you can't place your value in the dollar. If you place the value in yourself, the dollar that that price, that imaginary price tag that you think is above your head, will go up. But there's an instance in the Bible. Poor lady, who didn't have. She gave all she had. She yeah. Literally yeah. gave all everything, she had. Yeah. Everything. And they were bringing money to the temple. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were bringing money to the temple to offer offering. Yeah. And everybody was just, of course, dumping of all the money that they had. You know, of course, not all the money they had. They but they had abundance. So right. Just like they were just giving like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. And yeah. She came and she gave all she had, and he pointed out her and said, "She is going to be blessed ten times more than." Um, uh, I don't know if he's still number 10, but she's going to be blessed more than anybody else here. Yeah. One thing is that uh, I was reading a book recently called You Are a Badass at Making Money. And uh, the author, her name is Jen Sincero. So shout out to her. Um, but she didn't write it from a religious point of view, but there definitely were some spiritual pieces in there. Um, and... Uh, one of the parts that stood out to me in the book in general was that uh, she was talking about different excuses that we as people make um, to not <clears throat> make what we're worth or to not bring in the income that we deserve, really. Yeah. And uh, like I was kind of talking about, about that imaginary price tag that we let the world put instead of us dictating what that price tag is really worth. And... Um, you know, so there was a list of different excuses that people make. Uh, for example, you know, an excuse that I've kind of been making 
is that, you know, I'm starting, I'm in the process of starting a business and that, you know, it's okay for my business to not make so much money right now. That's what's expected to happen because I'm in the first year of developing a business. You know, that's me automatically just saying like, you know what, since I'm in the early stages, I'm expected to fail. I'm not expected to make a lot of money and be super prosperous and, you know, have this huge breakout in, you know, two months and make all kinds of money out of nowhere and have these crazy opportunities and experiences um instead i was just saying no by default i'm going to fail and struggle and suffer and uh the reason why i bring up that that specific thing is because that's the human thing that i put on um that's that human excuse that i make um but a lot of believers um they make the excuse that they're a Christian or they're a Catholic or whatever religion, whatever they follow, they make an excuse that, you know, this is what God wants in my life. I'm, you know, I'm enduring through these hard times. And as a believer, I'm supposed, I'm called to endure these hard times in his name and da da da. Right. And and the, the part that bothers me is that, you know, even what she said in the book is that you don't, you don't always have to struggle to succeed. You don't always have to go through something so heartbreaking and so devastating to arise from the ashes. You know, you if you're not struggling, you should thank God that you're not struggling and you should take that as your advantage, your head start. It's okay to be advantaged. It's okay to have more than other people have as long as you have the right attitude about it. Right. Um, so if you put your efforts into the platform that you already have, you're going to be so much more better off. You don't have to go through a trench to hit the next peak. You know, you can start from where you're at and start rising up. There's no reason. And so, you know, as, as believers, we take that to the extreme because we're like, no, like this is just my plan. This is what God has in store for me. And sometimes, you know, that's the case, but sometimes that's the journey God takes you through for you to realize that you're worth more than what the world's telling you or that you're just confused and just misled and ultimately misinformed. And I think, I think, I think that's where it really comes from. Um, because we don't, we don't spend our time reading the Bible. We spend our time reading self-help books and finance books and blogs and things like that. Um, so, you know, how are we supposed to get the riches that God has for us if we're not reading about what he's asking of us? (laughs) He's giving you instructions, but you're reading somebody else's instructions who has less than what God has to offer for you. I don't get it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that, that just comes from that's like somebody praying I'm praying to God God can you please bless me with all this stuff yes. God's like I gave you the ability once you get off once you just get up off your butt and do something absolutely yeah. absolutely he's, he's, you know he's giving you the power I, I I can't stand when people say that oh I'm waiting and praying what are you waiting and praying for yeah. God gave you so much ability to do something yep that's his job he's done his job get right. up put in the work and then he'll provide more for you right? yeah I, I, I feel like we pray for a lot of things that we don't need to be praying and asking for right but you have the ability to do it, just do it. And God's like, I already gave it to you, man. Like, go, go, put in work. Yeah, go work for it. It's, ah, yeah, I get you. That, that was that was big, Rudy. You know, yeah. uh, I think that what ahead. you're saying, Johnny, goes back into faith. That's what really what it goes back into because yeah, he gave us the ability to do it. Um, but for a lot of people, making that step of faith um, out and saying, all right, you know, 
I am going to be able to do this. I, I'm not really sure how I'm going to do it, but I am going to be able to do it because God's going to provide for me. That little gap, that that trench that I'm not really sure if this step is going to be going to fall through the floor and I'm going to just hit, I'm going to go through the ceiling, you know what I'm saying? Or through, through the basement. Um, some people don't know how to take that step. Uh, I think it's pretty pretty hard and it's something that we need to talk about let me just paint a picture for you if you will okay so let's imagine that you're looking at a door and the door is like kind of cracked open right and you know if we were like at a party a birthday party messing around you would think okay there's a bucket of water sitting on top of the door as soon as i push it open and step in boom Right now, let's take that a step further and imagine that that bucket of water is a blessing that God has in your life and you trusting it enough to step through that door and getting hit with what he has for you. He's sitting there waiting to give you what he has planned for you, literally anxiously probably impatiently just waiting and scratching his head. When are they going to walk through that door? Mm. When are they just going to trust me more than they trust the world or trust me more than they trust themselves? Yeah. You know, like like in them, I'd rather you trust me than to love me, um, which, you know, goes back into faith. But, you know, you don't know what's on the other side of the door until you walk through it. And sometimes you just got to walk through it. Um, but, yeah, kind of like Johnny was saying, um, you know, prayer without action um, doesn't really hold weight um you know if you're sitting around you're praying that you're going to hit the lotto and you're investing the only scraps you got into lotto tickets uh that's not tithing that's not going to do anything you know you're just going to lose your money and you're going to blame it on god and god doesn't even deserve that so just don't even take it there but nonetheless it's just like prayer without faith is nothing and prayer without action is nothing in the same thing. So it's great that you're praying and it's great that you're talking to God if that's where you're at. But if you don't take that prayer and say, God, you know, give me everything I need to fulfill what you have for me. Doesn't, you know, instead of asking him for your specific heart's desire, just ask that you have all the resources to do what he's called you out to do. Um, instead, don't give him a timeline. Just ask him and ask him. Now, if you ask him and you sit around and you don't do anything or you don't come back and talk to him until a week later or a month later or whatever, if you just talk to him that one time and then just expect something to happen, you definitely are misled. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, you can't just devote yourself to him for one small moment every once in a while and expect him to constantly be in your life right i think dang french it's a relationship <laughs> that's what it is you know that's what it is you just don't you don't you're not with your girlfriend talk to her once a month it's a relationship that's all god is asking for just just a relationship i just want to talk to you right you know, i want to give you what i have for you just give me your time give me your faith give me your belief and watch what i do with your life right Absolutely. Um, like you were saying, faith without works is dead. Um, but faith with works is alive. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Devin Franklin. He said that. Um, <laughs> I was about to say. I was fired. <laughs> oh, man. Um, damn, I lost my train of thought. Uh, 
but no, you know, when you pray and, and you ask for his blessings and then, you know, you go to church and then, you know, you, you get excited again and you start thinking about him more often and you focus in on what it is that you're actually asking of him instead of just you know, allowing it to pass you by. If it's something specific about work, if it's a specific dollar amount and you're preying on it, but not trying to figure out what you need to do in order to obtain that dollar amount, then what good is it? Right. So, you know, I guess, you know, in wrapping, it's just, um, there's just so much more value in you because he is in you, Right more value that he that is in you than you than in the world right so the value is all in you the riches are all in you uh it just depends what you do with those things and how much you actually determine that those things are worth from other people um once you set that standard for yourself it's not a holier than thou it's just that you know what in order to be better i have to be better that that's that's a direct correlation you insanity is the definition by definition is you do the same thing and expect a different outcome you can't keep doing what you're doing right now and expect you to be on the level that you want to be on you're not going to get that car you're not going to get that job you're not going to get that girl you're not going to get any of that unless you elevate what you're doing simple as that she doesn't want you for where you're at right now no she doesn't she sees the potential in you (laughs) Uh, but no you know put that value in yourself and make people respect that value but you have to put out the habits and behaviors consistently that earn that respect Uh, and once the people around you value you for who you are instead of what you offer them they might even just start to see how what they can do to offer you, um, which is what you ultimately want. You want to give and give and give and give and give, and you want the people around you to do the same. You don't want it to be a give and take, a tick for tack, you know, comparing and measuring. Um, and once you stop focusing on little things like that, you'll see big changes. Also, just a, a separate little shout out. Um, to the people just going through natural uh, disasters around the world, but uh, obviously now it's also starting to hit closer to home. Uh, We're here in the Bay Area in Northern California, and uh, there's some fires that have started to destroy the Napa Valley um, and a little areas below that and are starting to travel kind of down this way. Um, And uh, yeah, you know, lots of families lost their homes, um, lots of first responders and volunteers that are giving their time and effort and energy to help take care of those people. Um, lots of organizations here in the Bay Area uniting to to help them. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. And um, it's unfortunate that, you know, things like this happen, but just prayers for them, prayers for their family, uh, those families going through that, prayers for the people that are sacrificing their life um, for the well-being of others. Um, you know, and may God protect them and look over all of them. Um, you know, if you have anything you can give, then give it. Even if it's extra clothes that you don't wear anymore, little things you have around the house. Um, find an organization, find somebody that's volunteering, and uh, just do what you can. So, um, yeah. But uh, we can uh, wrap up with a uh, with a little prayer. You want to lead us off, Johnny? Yeah. Dear God, thank you for this this evening, Lord Jesus. Thank you for us being able to speak to the listeners, Lord God. Thank you for 
being able to pick up this topic, Lord God, you gave us this thing, you put it on our minds and on our hearts, and thank you for giving us the ability to be able to speak on it. Heavenly Father, I pray that you give us and the listeners wisdom and understanding above everything. Heavenly Father, your word says that we should cherish wisdom and understanding over any type of riches. And I pray, Lord God, that we accept, we open up our hearts, we open up our minds, Lord God, to accept those two things, to see, Lord Jesus, how different we will be when we truly do accept the things that you tell us to accept. I pray that your will is done upon, done upon our lives each and every single day, Lord God. I pray that we wake up knowing that you blessed us with this day, Lord God, and every single day that we wake up is a gift. And I pray, Lord God, that we go 120% every single day, getting better, us and the listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, dear God, I thank you for this day. I pray that um, you allow us to see the true values that you've instilled in us and that you allow people listening to stop placing their value uh, in things that don't place value back in them. And uh, you've given us many blessings, many talents. You've given us time, like Johnny just said. Uh, and with all those things, we can use them to spread your word, to spread your name, to spread your love, um, and ultimately just to give back for a better cause. And I just pray that you allow us to be selfless and uh, you allow us to start making small changes in our lives. And when they finally hear this message and they finally decide to give, I pray that I don't even have to pray for this, Lord. I know that you're going to do exactly what you've said in your word. You're going to give them something that they can't even handle. And going through that myself, I humbly am beyond grateful for. And I can't wait until the moment where people can come up to us and say, man, I gave myself to God. I gave him just some of my time and look what he did in return. Um, and I pray that you warm their hearts. I pray that you allow them to take those things that you've given them and invest them in you and in what you want um, and to watch how you finesse their lives from there. Um, I thank you for everything that you've done for us and everything that you've done for this platform. I pray that you look over us and you allow us to deliver the best message possible in your name without any contradiction or any hesitation or any fear of what the enemy has in store. And I just thank you for this confidence and I thank you for your love and I thank you for the true wealth that you've given us and I pray that we begin to start to see it for what it really is uh, in your name I pray amen, amen. amen. Whew. Uh, 50, about 50 minutes not bad 